There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 97.1 FM The Drive presents the Behind the Song Podcast, taking you deeper into classic rock's most timeless tunes. Here's your host, Janda. In this episode of Behind the Song, we're going to explore the lyrics and the controversy behind one of the most rock and roll songs in rock and roll, Back in Black by ACDC. You know the opening riff instantly. Quick stabs of amplified sound that give you just enough time to turn it up loud for the vocals to come screaming in. The song is an attitude, and it's a tribute to the late, great Bon Scott. The iconic second lead singer and lyricist for ACDC, who passed away way before his time in February 1980, about five months before the song was recorded. Scott was the band's frontman and lyricist from the time he joined in 1974, replacing original lead singer Dave Evans and completing the lineup that some call the classic ACDC. Angus Young on lead guitar, his brother Malcolm on rhythm and backing vocals, Phil Rudd on drums, and Mark Evans on bass, who was replaced by Chris Williams in 1977. There was an instant bond between the Brothers Young, who co-founded the band, and Bon Scott. All three were Scottish natives who had emigrated to Australia with their families at a young age. All three came from hardscrabble backgrounds and idolized American rock and rollers, especially Chuck Berry and Little Richard. They met in Adelaide, where Bon Scott came to ACDC's gig on the advice of a local club booker thereafter becoming employed as their chauffeur and quickly moving in to be the lead singer. The brothers had found their front man. Scott embodied the swagger and the mischief that is at the root of the band's identity. To rock, to make music that satisfies the ancient reptilian part of the brain, the amygdala, fist up and head banging. Scott came by that swagger very naturally. Born Ronald Belfour Scott in 1946, he embraced the nickname that classmates in elementary school in Australia gave him after he emigrated with his family at age six. They called him Bon in reference to the phrase Bonnie Scotland as a nod to his native roots. And Scott ran with it, actually preferring to be called Bon thereafter. He started playing drums as a teenager and dropped out of school entirely at 15. He spent almost a year in a juvenile institution for, among other things, having unlawful carnal knowledge and escaping legal custody. He tried at one point to join the Australian Army, but was turned away for being classified as socially maladjusted. He survived on day jobs while joining different bands. He was a farmhand, a mechanic, he worked in a fertilizer plant, he was a house painter, and on and on. But he kept plugging away at the music, into and out of bands, gigging around Adelaide, getting into drunken brawls with other bandmates, until he finally met his destiny and his match with ACDC. 
And it took a lot to be Bon Scott, really. He portrayed a sort of capricious hero villain, his lyrics often tongue-in-cheek and sardonic, with plenty of machismo in the lines. He drank a lot and had two heroin overdoses under his belt by the time he was 30. Though he was married, he used his time on tour to have escapades with groupies, especially in the United States. He was a wild man, a misfit who lived his life with abandon, and who gave 100% on stage. By the time the band had released the album Highway to Hell in 1979, the last album with Scott as their vocalist, the pressures of success and excess were really beginning to wear on the front man. He used cocaine and quaaludes and tried to drown those pressures out by drinking more and more alcohol. On his own time, Scott liked to listen to Steely Dan and read the French writer Colette. He increasingly became a young man torn between the hedonistic lifestyle and image that sustained him to his fans and a man who wanted to simply settle down a little bit. By the time February of 1980 rolled around, Highway to Hell was a smash, and the band were in London recording the follow-up. Scott appeared worn during those sessions, opting to play drums in the studio rather than sing. It all came to a crashing halt on February 19th when Scott spent a night drinking heavily at a club called The Music Machine. He was with a friend of a friend, Alastair Kinnear, and he reportedly passed out in Kinnear's car after leaving the club. Kinnear was unable to wake him and left him to sleep in the car as he went up to his flat. Bon Scott was found dead later that day. The cause of death was reported as acute alcohol poisoning. He was 33 years old. Now, there have been many conspiracy theories about Scott's demise through the years. It is true that Kinnear was a friend of one of Scott's former girlfriends, an Aussie girl living in London who went by the name Silver Smith. She was a known heroin dealer and was constantly on the scene in London's rock clubs. Originally, Scott had wanted Silver to join him for an evening out, but she declined, sending Kinnear to go out and party with him instead. Many people think that due to this connection, Scott was taking heroin that night and that it was a third heroin overdose that killed him. For his part, Kinnear has only said that when he joined Scott that night, the singer was drinking whiskeys four at a time and was drunk out of his mind. He said that he could not move Scott from his position in the car and left him there under a blanket to sleep it off. The coroner ruled the cause of death is due to alcohol, but there were no toxicology tests taken. Either way, it added to the mystery of the event when Kinnear disappeared from the scene shortly afterward, and many thought that he had been killed over Scott's death by a drug ring who wanted to cover up a trail. But this has never been proven, and Kinnear passed away in 2015 after successfully avoiding the public for decades. So we may never know what exactly happened that night, or if there were others with Scott and Kinnear when Scott died. It remains a rock and roll mystery. After his death, ACDC were shattered and considered breaking up as a band. It's an eerie twist that it was none other than Bon Scott who alerted the rest of the band to the person who would become his own replacement, English singer Brian Johnson. 
Johnson was fronting a band called Geordie, so-called after a slang term used to describe the inhabitants of Northeast England, and Scott had seen him perform way back in the early 70s. He had told Angus Young then about Johnson and Geordie, saying that the singer was great, that he sang like Little Richard, which Young knew to be the highest of praise from Scott. He was asked to audition for the band shortly after Scott's death, and the band said they knew they had their guy when he greeted them with tears in his eyes over Scott's passing and spent the first hour of his audition playing pool with the roadies. He was made a member on April 1st of 1980 and joined the rest of ACDC and producer Mutt Lang in the Bahamas to finish recording the Back in Black album. When it came time to write the lyrics for the title track, Johnson was reportedly tasked by the band to come up with something that would be fitting of Scott, but not too mournful, that it should be a celebration, something that he would sing in his own voice. So Johnson said he just put together lyrics that would conjure images of the cocky, capricious attitude that Scott had, and the rest of the band loved it. The song is a tribute to their former frontman. Back in Black goes like this. Back in black, I hit the sack. I've been too long, I'm glad to be back. Yes, I'm let loose from the noose that's kept me hanging about. I'm just looking at the sky because it's getting me high. Forget the hearse because I'll never die. I got nine lives, cat's eyes, abusing every one of them and running wild because I'm back. Yes, I'm back in black. And then verse two. Back in the back of a Cadillac, number one with a bullet, I'm a power pack. Yes, I'm in a bang with a gang. They gotta catch me if they want me to hang, cause I'm back on the track and I'm beating the flag. Nobody's gonna get me on another rap, so look at me now, I'm just making my play. Don't try to push your luck, just get out of my way, cause I'm back. Yes, I'm back in black. Now, these lyrics do fit Bon Scott, so much so that many people in his close circle, including his booking agent in America, Scott's former wife, Irene, and the aforementioned Silver Smith, among others, all claim that Scott wrote them and was uncredited on the album for them. And that has been disputed by the rest of the band, but the fact remains that Scott was fleshing out the songs for the Back in Black album in the studio with the band up until the night of his death, which adds to the controversy that the song isn't just a tribute to Bon Scott, but is actually by Bon Scott. The Back in Black album cover is also a tribute to Scott. Plain black with just the band's logo. Simple, straightforward, black to symbolize mourning grief over a voice that was snuffed out way too soon. And that album has become one of the best-selling of all time, selling over 50 million copies worldwide. In 2019, it was certified 25 times platinum in America. In a Rolling Stone review after the album's release, David Frick wrote that Back in Black was the apex of heavy metal art. The first album since Led Zeppelin II that captures all the blood, sweat, and arrogance of the genre. ACDC was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2003, and Bond's family members attended the ceremony in his place. His cremated remains rest in the Fremantle Cemetery in Australia and is the most visited grave in the country. 
A life-size statue of Scott was unveiled by former ACDC member Mark Evans in Scotland in 2016. And fans in London leave little tokens for Scott on 67 Overhill Road, East Dulwich, where Bon Scott spent his last night on Earth. He was a street poet and an everyman, a troubled person plagued by excesses, a cocksure comedian crying the tears of a clown. Above all, Bon Scott had an authentic voice that inspired so many after him to start a band. And in that way, those words that he may or may not have written will always ring true. Forget the hearse, cause I'll never die. I'm Janda, and this has been Behind the Song. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Jandalane Radio and on Twitter at Jandalane. Special thanks as always to Christian Lane for music and engineering. On the way, episodes on songs from Janis Joplin, The Scorpions, and more. Classic rock and roll. Put the power of podcasting to work for your business. You can be part of Behind the Song and reach potential customers inside every episode. To advertise your product or service by sponsoring Behind the Song, send an email to podcast at hubbardradio.com now.